computer. Got it. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Um, (laughs) We just... Maybe you can't tell from our voices, but we've been talking for the last 25 minutes. It has been a little bit of a week, though, hasn't it? I'm sure everybody... It seems like the whole world's feeling it a little bit, so... Oh, we've had so many kids who are sick, but it's the beginning of a term. So you have half the kids who that were sick who missed the first day or two and are now stressed about finding out what, you know, their yeah. math class. You had other kids who came because they're like, I can't miss the first day or two. But oh, they came yours is a new so semester. Yeah. yeah. So they feel miserable and now probably their peers are sick. You know? Oh, man. And then I, I showed up at a class this morning and... um it was kind of dark and I always feel weird because most, like, I think almost every seminary class, like just walk in, you know, like, but I'm like, I've never been to this house. It's dark. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to just walk in. What if I've got the address wrong? And I, fortunately that's never happened, but there were no cars and usually there's teenagers parking, you know, somebody's parked out. No cars. So I kind of lightly knock, I check the text message again. That's the right address. And then I go around to the side door. I have to open up a gate and there's a sign on the door that says, um, if you didn't get the message, um, we have, we have the flu and class is canceled. I'm like, oh, <laughs> man. and I'd sent them a text and I had like knocked on their door. I'm like, dang it. You know? And so then as I'm driving away, he texts me and he says, did you come today? We have you down coming next Wednesday, which was our original plan until I got this new steak. Um, and then oh. I, I texted them and said, can I come on the first instead of the eighth? And, oh yeah, that'll be great. But they just somehow that didn't end up on their calendar. So they're all sick. The whole class was, you know, canceled and stuff. So then I was like, uh, maybe I need to go do something with this, you know, kind of a thing. Lord, where do you want me? You know? And uh, oh, yeah. I just went over to the stake center where they have two classes, but it was the first time I've actually ever witnessed an assessment being given because remember when I left the, the seminary classroom, we, those were like kind of, what were the assessments back then? It was like kind of a voluntary, you know, if you wanted to kind of assessment. And so that was the first time I watched it. I am curious, um, how you, do you do the assessment in your class or do you just send up, have them send it home? No, we do. Hold on just a second. What's up, bro? Good. Tell me what you're doing here. They're putting me in drawing class. What? Yeah. You gonna be on it? Yeah. All right. Can you switch back in like third try? Third try. Yeah. Okay. Oh, for sure. Oh, we can live with that. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, drawing. Yeah. Dude, you can um, sit in the back of your seminary class and draw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't hey, Wyatt, thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, we'll see you. Have a good one. See you third trimester. Or we'll come looking for you. <laughs> you know there's a part of me that wants to edit that out but then when i when when you kept having all those students interrupting our phone call on monday or tuesday Mm -hmm. i was like you know it's so good to just listen to how you interact with students because it's always so positive like every single one of them so anyway teachers pay attention to that he just makes everybody feel like a million bucks and that was a good model of it um not every single one of them (laughs) Uh, everyone that comes to change their classes at the beginning of a semester. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you do the assessment in class. Yes. And you just have, and, everybody and what's it? Uh, we, well, it's a little different every year. Here's the problem for us. We're on trimesters. Therefore 
about half of the assessment we have never covered. Oh, that's right. Cause it's even and more. So it's just an absolute mess. So we currently use it as a teaching tool yeah. rather yeah. than a purely assessment tool. So we kind of go through. Well, this will, the question this will change that we know. with the assessment then. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Well, so, yeah. so we find the questions that we know we've covered we kind of let the kids know these ones are ones, you know, we're grading. The other ones we will work on together, but still try to answer them, you know, so. Have you have you seen the new assessment? No. Uh -uh. So what it is, it's purely doctrinal mastery. And it will be, oh, okay. um, it, it says like this semester, you we've covered 11 doctrinal mastery verses. And like the first three questions are like matching, like a key phrase with a, with a bunch of references more references than there can be for key phrases, but they match that. Yeah. Then like the next three are like fill in the blank on, you know, some of the important words of some of the Dr. Mastery. Yeah. And the third one is, oh, I think the third one is like, here's a scenario, which Dr. Mastery verses would like be helpful. Oh, which would be helpful. Yeah. Yep. And then the last one is like an essay question. Like how, here's a, another scenario. How would, or, or I think it's the principles of acquiring spiritual knowledge actually. And how would you use those in this scenario? And that's it. Um, so I guess that'll fix your problem in the trimester because you still are going to try to get all the doctoral mastery verses in two trimesters. So, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. boy, that'll still be messy, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just have to cram them in, right? That you, because you, well, the, or do you have the, a third the, try? I can't remember. The problem is we have three trimesters with some, a few kids who take all three trimesters. Most kids take two, but some only take first and second. Or first and third, or second and third. I gotta think you've got to you've got to try to fit all those doctrinal masteries in those two trimesters. But well, no, that's what I'm saying is that for a teacher, I have since I have different kids every class, like second trimester, some kids are there for the first trimester of theirs, but other kids are there for their second trimester of the year. Oh, you've mixed because um because yeah of because of follow come follow me. me. Uh, so we wow. may have to fit all of the scriptures in every trimester, <laughs> but it's, I don't know how we're going to do it. How are you going to do that? That is a mess. Mm. Can, you, even can you not separate in second trimester? Because nope. it's there only the, even... it's, it's only the second trimester. This is a problem, right? Well, it's only the second trimester is the problem. If third, third trimester could be a problem unless we solve it second trimester. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. If yeah, we I, don't yeah. I wonder what you do is if you do, you treat the first trimester and you do half of the doctoral mastery verses just in the first trimester. Cause that's easy. Second trimester, you do half of them again, the first half of them again. And it's a repeat for, I guess for some kids it's the second though, huh? Oh, yeah, never I mind. Know. I thought I had it all figured out. Never mind. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's a mess. Well, that should make everybody in uh, early morning land feel better that at least they're not messing with a trimester that's not even built. You guys are fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. kidding. Jeez. Um, all right. Well, I was looking ahead to so so this is it's funny because whenever you and I have ever taught the Old Testament in the past in seminary, mm -hmm. we um spend so much time in all the stories and, you know, kind of the, the fun, easy stuff to teach from the old Testament that usually we cram all these minor prophets like Habakkuk and Haggai and Zephaniah and like 
maybe one day we kind of like do some activity that covers all of them. At least that's what I remember yeah, yeah. doing. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and come follow me has forced us to slow down and study books we've never studied before. Right. Um, right. Which, you know, so this, this last week that everybody's finishing up, you had Nahum and Zephaniah and then a, like a doctrinal mash review. And this is where I put the assessment was this week, just cause it's kind of rough, you know? Um, but then next week, I actually think the next two, next three weeks, the last three weeks of the, of the semester are actually not going to be that difficult to do because even though Haggai is the third part of one lesson. So Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, and Haggai were all on one lesson in seminary. And and now Haggai is is moved to this week. If you'll listen to follow him with Anthony Sweat and and uh the the two hosts there, they do a really good job. Like I was listening to that thinking, oh man, it's a bummer I'm not teaching Haggai because next week we're doing a an institute uh closing social. There won't be a ton of time for teaching. Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. the the consider thy ways and Haggai Haggai lands at a time it's it's in the early um, 500 BC so the so the Cyrus is sending the Jews back and they're coming back to rebuild the temple so this is post exile both Haggai and Zechariah and Haggai is all about we got to build this temple it's 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 church history you know like. Um, in in the new Jerusalem, you had all this time to build a temple. You didn't remember Jesus's parable, you know, that you never built the tower. That's why you got scattered, you know, kind of a thing. And Haggai is really on them for consider your ways. Are you going to treat God's temple more important? And I think there's so much relevance to that in our day. Oh, like, yeah. It would not be hard to have a lesson about, are you prioritizing the temple and getting to the temple and doing family history work in your life? Haggai's great. You know, what would be what would be awesome, and it would maybe be a little bit hard to do or time-consuming, but if you wanted to find every time President Nelson has used the word temple since he was called to be the prophet, oh, yeah. it yeah. would be very interesting to see how often he uses it and how he uses it. You yeah, know? no, like that prioritizing this. That's right. And he even says it's easier. I think he said this during the pandemic, which was so comforting. They bring this up in the follow him that it was so comforting during the pandemic when we just weren't sure what was going on, that every conference, they still announced new temples like this wasn't going anywhere. But I think it was during the, the pandemic when he said it's easier to build temples than it is to build temple people, something like that. You kind of remember that? Yeah, yeah. And it's like the process of building the temple for the people in Haggai's day or the people in the early restoration, that that built a people as well as a temple. It built a people for the temple. So, yeah, yeah that would well, be interesting. Got, to go through that. Is it Elder Bednar that talks about, you know, rather than going through the temple, we want the temple to go through you or yeah. whatever, right? We We maybe say that wrong. And that whole idea of building temples ought to be built ought to be building a certain type of people was that the talk where he talked about missionary work too you don't go through the mtc you you don't become a missionary or you don't go on a mission you become a missionary you become a missionary right right well i i feel like that was last year and it was probably like two decades ago it was probably 30 years ago yeah (laughs) yeah no that'd be great and then and then zechariah is also a temple text it talks a lot more about like the the last days and and things but I wondered, like, it got me thinking, I know I have scheduled on my pacing guide to do the Malachi 3 doctrinal mastery, which is on tithing. But I wonder almost if it would be, since it's a temple-themed week, I almost wonder if it'd make more sense to do Malachi 4 next week. 
just because it talks about the spirit of Elijah. And so you're already talking temple and, yes. and then you might as well do that doctrinal mastery and do some practice, pull out your phones. And like you, you suggested a couple um, podcasts ago, actually spending a day helping them put memories in their phone or stuff like that. Can oh you, yeah. It you was minus great. what you did that day. Cause that was an awesome day. Wasn't it? Yeah, no, we, we, we just, we decided to do the stuff rather than talk about it. So I showed, I went through and showed them some of the memories I have in my family search profile, which was fun and funny. I obviously have a bunch of teenager pictures in there of myself back in the eighties and the kids just laughed. And, and once we looked at that and I said, don't you guys want when you're, you know, 30 or 40 or 50, don't you want to have access to your memories from high school? And they were just like, yes, totally. So we just, okay, let's go find a picture in your phone. Don't worry about what it is. No one's going to see it, you know, for a long, long time. So just pick a fun picture from your phone. All right, let's add it to memories. Let me show you how to add details. You got to add a title, put the right date. You know, it was, it was really fun. They, of course, we did relatives around me. Um, we talked about how to like, go back and find, you know, which lines will go back. Well, if you're Welsh, those ones are probably going back a long way. You know, we just, we just practiced looking stuff up and it was fun. Yeah. I think it was really fun and really hands-on. Yeah. Like the kids won't even know they're getting a seminary lesson that day. Yeah. Right. Which honestly we ought to go for sometimes, you know, (laughs) like, and if you know, I could do it here, but if I was doing an early morning class, I would say to the kids the night before or whatever, however, you're holding your class, bring an object from home that you absolutely love that matters a ton to you right now. It doesn't have to be spiritual. It can be just something. Maybe it's a baseball from when you did something. Maybe it's your, you know, what, what, whatever, whatever it is you bring an bring an object. And then in class, everyone sets it up on their desk, takes a picture of the object and then spend some time writing about why no, this object cool. is so important. You know, just stuff like that. Yeah. So they can add that in their memories as well like a little mm-hmm. artifact. Yep, yep. Yeah. Very cool. I think, I think that'd be a fun, that that could be a really fun week. And, you know, then, then this, the second to last week of the break, you could go back and you could hit Malachi three, which, you know, it's not unrelated to the temple too, the whole tithing thing. Uh, yeah, and you can finish up tithing declarations. So it is timely. And yeah. And you can finish up the Malachi lessons and whatever. And then what I've actually done is I've included some of the new Testament stuff. So like, um, not, not this coming week, but the, but the next week. So the, I think we're talking December 18th. I put in there the introduction to the new Testament lesson from the new curriculum. And then the week of Christmas, which, you know, is kind of always a garbage week anyway, like as far as seminary is concerned, because kids are doing finals or whatever. But if you're, if you're meeting, which, you know, if, if, if all your kids are going to school, you ought to be meeting, but instead of it, cause it's come follow me is just Christmas. That's where I've thrown up there the first doctrinal mastery of the New Testament, Luke 2, um, to give you an idea of of what the Luke 2 context lesson looks like and the Luke 2 doctrinal mastery practice lesson looks like. Then you have a Christmas party and go off on your break. That'll do two things. One, it'll meet the Christmas thing and we're getting some stuff done. But two, it will allow you to have a little bit more room at the front end of January because we're already, there's always like a traffic jam. We come back from Christmas break having missed a bunch of, you know, those days, but come follow me. He's just got its own steady March. It's just doing whatever it's doing. Um, and, and that'll allow you to not miss some of those days. So anyway, that's why for those of you who are looking at the new pacing, guy, that's why it looks the way it does. But 
I think, I think those are some great suggestions. Is there anything else you try to think about doing as you're kind of coming into the home stretch in December? Um, this may be a good, so I do this at the end of our terms. I really give the kids a chance to go back through all of their notes from this term. Like what has been on your mind for the last 15 weeks or however long, right? Go, go back and see what's been on your mind. Um, let's talk a little bit about the promptings and the revelation you may have been receiving this semester. It's just a great time to do that. And I've had a lot of kids say, I, I never go back through my journal until you told us to. And all of a sudden I realized, man, I've, I've brought up the temple six times this trimester, or I've written about revelation, you know, 12 times this trimester, or I've written so much about my relationship with my parents. That's, I must need to work on that. That's been a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. And if you haven't, if your kids haven't been taking notes, it's a good thing to think, okay, by the end of the semester, I'm going to use notebooks more because I want them to be able to do something like that. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, I, we, we, one of the teachers and I talked a lot about that just today, how we have, you know, a third of your, according to whatever research, a third of your class and maybe more are introverted, which yeah. means they don't always love all the hand raising and getting in groups and talking about everything in front of the class, right? They, and so we talked about making sure in almost every lesson, having some quiet time where you write, you write your thoughts. The beginning of last, sorry, the beginning, yeah, the beginning of last trimester for me, I had a bunch of students, even a bunch of outgoing students say, we would like more time in our journals. We would like more time. Once we've kind of wrapped up a lesson idea, give us five minutes to write our own thoughts about it. I and feel that anyway. Way. Don't you feel that way when something really powerful is being taught? Don't you kind of wish everybody would just stop talking for a I second? I wish I could just process. now write my, what, like summarize my thoughts a little better. Yeah. 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 No, this is, this is helpful to realize because I think every seminary class has those one or two extroverted students who does a lot of the talking and really loves thinking out loud and, you know, whatever, engaging. And yeah. we often, we like, it's kind of our meat and potatoes of our lesson to just have open out loud discussion. But it also should be our meat and potatoes to have journaling time because you have just as many introverted students as you have extroverted students and you should give them yeah. all time to meet them where they are right in the scriptures. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I just I was with a class last night and I um, they, they wanted me to do a little a doctrinal, doctrinal mastery practice. And so I said, all right, well, everybody grab your journals. And they all kind of looked at each other and looked at the teacher. And then they said, we took ours home. And I was like, oh, do you guys not use them very much? They're like, no, we don't use them ever. And, and so I just said to the teacher, I'll get you another set of journals. You shouldn't let them take them home because journals that go home don't come back to, to, yeah. To, yeah. to the church or to seminary because you should just always have journals there and you should encourage their use. You just should. And there should be time always in the lesson to write stuff down. So, yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. Good teaching tip. All right. Anything else, Brian? I think we got it. All right. I'm going to unrecord. Thanks, dude.